As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Rank. And today we welcome back Joseph Scrimshaw. Welcome in, my friend. I am happy to be here in the cockpit or whatever other imaginary space you want it to be. We got a great question on our Discord server from a couple folks. Now that we've split the main show into news and main topic, they're like, which one is the superstar destroyer of the fleet? <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to think about it. We're going to answer. Uh, this over here is the, uh, you know, this is the skiff of the uh, uh, fleet here. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Ranked is uh, our show where we uh, have a topic. And me, or me and a guest, rank uh, that topic five to one. And today, Joseph, uh, this was... Um, this was suggested by you because 
hot damn, you actually remember to look at calendars. <laughs> Every once in a while, and I'll, I'll uh, peek behind the curtain, I was sitting down to write you an email and say, hey, you know what, for the next uh, kind of deep dive main show, maybe we should talk about Father's. Oh, that would be after Father's Day. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. <laughs> Let's talk about Fathers on Star Wars Ranked. It's a great thing to rank, uh, Fathers is. in Star Wars. Fatherhood in Star Wars. Uh, this is uh, on being released on Father's Day, and uh, without a doubt, Star Wars has a lot of themes in it. Joseph, fathers and sons and daughters. It's pretty powerful. It's pretty. It's pretty clear and pretty pretty much all the way through it. There, we've talked about how hey, there's definitely some great mother moments, and uh, we want more of those. But uh, father and and son and father and daughter, pretty big in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one of you know, when when one of your most famous lines in entire twelve theatrically released movies is "No, I am your father." I feel like father issues are are pretty present. Pretty, pretty big indeed. It's it's part of the uh, the myth story, I, I suppose. And we're going to be diving into the best moments in uh, the best fatherhood moments in Star Wars. This will be from modern canon. We'll go outside the films, and uh, we will uh, have some fun. We got we got a great list here. Some big moments you'd expect, and and some uh, maybe a little bit off the beaten path, uh, which is part of the fun of Star Wars ranked. Uh, just just uh, before even revealing your list. Um, uh, how did you go about making your list? Like, like when you thought about this, where, where did your mind go to uh, first? Just the movies, the big moments, the characters. How did yeah, you put together? I think it really went to moments. I, I wasn't thinking of this list uh, as like who are the best fathers because there are a lot of quite troubled to not very good fathers. Uh, there are a lot of great father relationships that are not biological, so my mind went to that. But I think the main thing is it, it just moments that popped to me where either like in a story that has complex relationships between father and children moments that are like heartwarming to me or sometimes moments that just felt like that's a very real moment between a father and a child or a couple of moments that are like that's a time when somebody finally just deserves a a space father's day card because they did it right for once a space father's day card indeed uh pair it with your life day card and uh, you talked about um, uh, the found family idea, which which is also pretty big in Star Wars, and I'd, I'd even say a, a dominant one of the dominant themes of the sequel trilogy era, uh, and that comes uh, through in a lot of uh, areas of Star Wars, moments of Star Wars, and might show up here on our list. Um, and and uh, that's I think also fair to say, Joseph. We we that's that's why I asked the question of where you went. Like we wanted to look at the as much as the big picture as we could. Yeah, exactly. Yes, so we are going to begin our list five to one, beginning with your number five. My number five, we start off right away with what I think is one of the best fathers in Star Wars and not a biological relationship, but a story of uh, found family, a story of adoption, and that is Bail Organa. Now, if we were just listing uh, fathers, I might put him as, you know, one of the number one dads in Star Wars. But the moment that popped out to me, like as soon as I thought about it, it's like, of course, Bail's got to be on this list. But the moment that popped for me is in Rogue One, uh, which could come off as a little like wink, wink, nod, nod, where uh, Mon Mothma and Bale discuss, hey, maybe you should uh, contact your Jedi friend. He's like, I'll get on it. I, I have somebody to do that. Uh, needs to be somebody trustworthy. And just the sort of the bounce in his step and the glee when he says, I would trust her with my life. 
And mm. what could have been a moment that was like, oh, wow, that's the moment he's sending Leia on the mission and in A New Hope and all that. Uh, it definitely does have that. And there's definitely some fun uh, hearing that. But just in terms of a fatherhood moment, just the amount of pride in his voice that hints at this relationship with his daughter that he's raised under under difficult circumstances you know obviously he and braille love her very much they they want to adopt a daughter that gets uh, fleshed out a bunch in books uh but they know that she we need to be careful that nobody discovers her relationship to anakin uh then she ends up being raised to be a leader under all of these trials and then under this crushing uh tyranny of the empire and yet through all of that when Bale says, I need somebody to be sent on an incredibly sensitive, incredibly dangerous mission, I have exactly the person and I trust her with everything I have, everything I believe in, and it's my daughter. What a beautiful father moment. I, I'm so glad you brought this one up. It's one that had popped into my mind as well. And I've just been recently watching the scene and I love the the context you're putting it in. Yeah, it is. It is. There's some fun wink wink, which by the way, Star Wars is allowed to have fun and wink wink every now and then. <laughs> I think. Uh, Jimmy Smith does such a great job here. It was so great to have him come back and, and continue to play this character. I think number one, but yeah, it's, it's a great read. It's a great moment because like you said, faced up against everything. This isn't just, uh, that thing we saw in New Hope. Think of it in terms of the story. Everything going on, and it's his like 18, 19-year-old daughter that <laughs> he's like, yeah, she's got this, and I believe in her, and you can tell where that, how, how, how that belief and that faith in her from Bale and Breha, uh, you know, drives that character forward into all the adventures that we're familiar with, so it's an important moment. Yeah, yeah. In, in that conversation between Mon Mothma and Bale is after that disastrous meeting where they're both like, yeah, we know Nor Jabel is a coward, but uh, <laughs> war is inevitable. It's going to happen. And and to say, you know, it's it's horrible. It's difficult that we're in this situation. But, you know, I, I trust my daughter and, and she's going to fight with us is is great. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Great way to kick off the list. A deep and powerful moment at number five, which uh, means we go to my number five. And well, I don't know if this is a deep and powerful moment, but I, I just kept coming back to this one. And I want to acknowledge that this is technically, I, I believe, a shared moment, a shared victory for uh, parents, uh, for in this case, uh, uh, mother and father of Ray. I am submitting to you all, Chad Palpatine becomes <laughs> no one. And until we find out his official name, Shive Palpatine, I don't know. Um, I I really went to Ray's parents and the idea that we now know of, yeah, they were were no one. That that was true because they chose to be, as Kylo Ren tells Ray. But when uh, you really think of it in context as a story, imagine you're uh, tooling around the galaxy and then, you know, like Ray a few years later there now, you discover, wait, I'm... My father is actually kind of me. I'm kind of a clone that just kind of didn't work out the way it was planned. And I was cast adrift into the galaxy. No powers, no anything. But my um, my quote unquote father is uh, the evilest uh, uh, creature in the known galaxy. And to stand up against that for the sake of his daughter to... Uh, no, knowing that the he the Sith cult and the Sith extremists are out there, and knowing that uh, he tried his best to just live a normal life, and until it was not uh, 
until it was not possible. Uh, they made a big sacrifice for the good of their daughter. And I'm going to, I'm going to, in my mind, think, you know what? Uh, much like, you know, I'll, I'll draw a little bit to what you're talking about with Bale and Leia, um, uh, cast that moment against the the big backdrop of the, of the Galactic Civil War, of everything we know in the battle between good and evil, uh, standing up uh, to his own name, his own legacy is something that we, we know once Ray connected with that, it inspired her in the final moments. And she pushed against this idea that they were failures or no ones or failed her that no, they had the strength to be no one to choose to do that uh, against that name, against that legacy. And I'm going to do that here. Now I'm going to say it's a good father moment. I think that is a surprising but great one. I did not expect Chad or Shive Palpatine or whatever his name eventually will be, Tad. Um, I, but it's a great choice. That is a great choice because I think a lot of times what you're looking for in in good parent moments is how did their actions ultimately affect the their child. Um, and Ray spends so long thinking that she's been abandoned. And then the way I interpret those quick flashes in Rise of Skywalker, I don't think this was a long-term plan where they're like, we've been aware for six months that we need to put our daughter somewhere. I think they realize Ochi of Bastoon is on their tail and they have to make a fast choice. And it is a selfless one, right? Because I think uh, a parent, uh, a good parent like Chad Palpatine would want to stay with their daughter. And I think he needs to make that hard choice in the moment for her and to have Ray have that, sort of time bomb of an emotional gift that eventually goes off of I wasn't abandoned. He, you know, did something incredibly difficult and so did my mother to protect me. Mm -hmm. And then, as you said, find inspiration in that. That's a good father moment. Uh, yeah. It's that emotional canon connection, even within one movie or a series of movies. So to, uh, here's to you, Chad Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> Nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Uh, <laughs> that's my number five, which means we're up to your number four. My number four. I will eventually get to biological fathers, uh, but right now I have uh, one of the more, I think, challenging relationships in Star Wars because it's a question of what is the relationship? And this is, shocker, an Obi-Wan Kenobi moment. Yes, I'm going to call Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi a father. Uh, it's part of what I love about this moment is, uh, as Dave Filoni talked about in his uh, spiel during the legacy episode of Disney Gallery Mandalorian, uh, Qui-Gon and Anakin can pretty quickly fit into a father-son dynamic. We even see Qui-Gon give some fatherly advice to Anakin before the, the pod race of, you know, don't uh, think, feel. Um, but then when, when Obi-Wan takes on Anakin, I think there is a little bit of awkwardness of how do they see their relationships? Literally in the film, in the films, at one point, Anakin says, you're the closest thing I have to a father. And at the, you know, the tragic end, Obi-Wan says, you were my brother. And there's this great tension of whether Obi-Wan sees himself as more of a father figure or a brother figure in his role as mentor. So my mind went to the moment that I thought Obi-Wan was the best father he could be to Anakin, which is in their parting in Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan says, you are strong and wise, Anakin, and I'm very proud of you. I have trained you since you were a small boy. I have taught you everything I know, and you have become a far greater Jedi than I could ever hope to be. Now, that could be just interpreted as, yep, 
that is the student and master relationship it, that the student should surpass the master. But I think in mythic storytelling like Star Wars, that kind of goes for parenthood as well. And I feel like that's that's a moment where Obi-Wan kind of uh, stood up to the father role and said, Anakin, I'm going to give you all of the praise that you need, the legitimate praise. I know you're having a hard time. I know you're in a difficult place, but... You know, I, I have trained you since you were a small boy. That really signifies a child-parent relationship, not a big brother uh, who, you know, had to adopt this kid he didn't want, <laughs> but a father-son relationship in that moment. And, and I think you can boil all of that down to, son, I'm proud, and you became a better man than me. It's a good effort on Obi-Wan's part to be a father in a moment where Anakin needed a father. Yeah, well, well said indeed, and and this idea of it wasn't something that, uh, like I like the I don't I like this wrinkle more and more of, of Phantom Menace of it was more Qui Gon and it was, you know, hey Obi Wan do this for me and Obi Wan had to grow into it and and this battle of brother versus father those are two very important roles but two very different roles and maybe Obi Wan fought that along the way and maybe that'll be part of his regrets of should I have done it sooner should I what you know what could I have done I I, I want to spend time with Obi Wan in the desert answering those tough questions in his life but this moment is 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 a moment where yeah like you said he chose this he chose that moment and and it's it's some sweet words and who knows what uh, stuck to Anakin's heart we always talk about some of Shmi's words being part of what uh, might have turned him in the end that they those those lessons um, never really left and maybe there was a part of Anakin that was holding on to that deep down within that uh, suit for decades uh, so I think that's why it's a powerful moment and then it adds to the pain a little bit later on Mustafar as well oh yeah super big add to the pain and I think it's one of uh, Hayden Christensen's finest moments is Anakin where as Obi-Wan walks away he has that moment of of happiness and pride for just a second and then all of his troubles come rushing back in and his face just falls and it's so sad but yeah. good job obi-wan <laughs> good job good job uh great choice number four uh, we wouldn't be a star wars ranked uh, without obi-wan somewhere on it and uh we need him we need obi-wan just like anakin did uh my number four is this go survive live garrick versio says goodbye we're going to battlefront two mm. I was thinking, all right, who are uh, the fathers and sons and the fathers and daughters in Star Wars? And Aiden Versio popped into my head. I, I do love the character of Aiden. I think it's from uh, a simple, cool Star Wars design to a different kind of uh, view of father uh, and even motherhood in Star Wars. Uh, we, uh, we get a lot of great things from Aiden Versio character. I, I would love to see more of in many different uh, forms. But I love, uh, there's something about her relationship with her father because he is imperial to the core. And he maybe is not inherently evil, but he is part of this machine and he was raised, or she he, she was raised in this system. It's, it's something that's always a little... I, I love their take on it. Uh, her, her childhood, I didn't just, just, this was the family business. I always refer to it as that. Uh, there was no, there's no need to question it. And her mother was an artist and brought that type of feel, but then was painting the posters, the propaganda posters. And here's her father, who was cold, stringent, distant, uh, and uh, 
drives her forward in a military career, puts her on the Inferno squad. Uh, great stuff in Christy Golden's book, uh, Battlefront 2. But I go to the end, the final moment, when you, you think you're going to save him, you think you're going to rescue him in this mission during the Battle of Jakku on uh, the bridge of his Star Destroyer, and he doesn't want to go. He doesn't deserve to go. He knows that. And I love this line he says to her. You saw the Empire's weakness and refused to let it consume you. It made you strong, you stronger. That's why you're leaving here without me. And I, to me, there's just some, there's, there's always an interesting point in your life where the roles slightly get reversed, uh, parents to children, uh, not that you suddenly know more than them or anything, but uh, you know, uh, you start to see them as, as human. You start to see them as frail. You start to see their weaknesses. And I think in turn, sometimes parents then grow from their children later on in life, right? Where the little bit of those lessons um, switch, those roles switch. And this to me is one of those moments. And I think it's a, it's kind of a, a, a tear jerky moment for me when I think about it, of just him going all this time, man, I was wrong, but Iden, you're right. Similar to what you're saying a little bit with Obi-Wan Anakin, like you're, you are, you are the best of me. You're the better part of me. Um, go on. And he also goes down with a ship. He's an old school uh, military soul indeed, I guess. But also, um, I just, there's something to me in Star Wars, which is about redemption. I just like this little bit of a left turn of him going, I don't, I don't deserve it. I had a chance to turn around. I had a chance to see it. It was all in front of me. I didn't see it. You did, Aiden. You get to go be redeemed. Yeah, man, I think this is a great pick. I, I absolutely love that moment in Battlefront 2. And there is a great complexity to the storytelling when once you combine the book and the video game and that portrait of how the Empire uh, affects people. There obviously there are true believers, but he's such a he and the whole Versio family are such a great portrait of we believe in conducting yourself with just precision and you follow the rule of law and you train hard and you become the best that you can be and you follow the chain of command and you don't question and to see the turmoil that Aiden has to go through when oh wait there's there's no way to wiggle around it our we're being told from beyond the grave to assault our own homeworld for yeah no valid reason uh it's such a great portrait of it's not these ideals of make train yourself to absolute perfection um it, it's you know it's not a a critique of of being uh rigidly trained in the best that you can be and and you know um generally having faith in in the the structures you've created uh but it's this moment of saying hey but still even with within all of that, there might come a moment where all of that training and all of that life view might suddenly become corrupted by by what it is being used to do. In mm. the strength that that Aiden has to say, I just that's that's just a step too far. An amazing moment in the video game, and I think a great bit of storytelling that her father eventually let himself see it, you know, mm. mm-hmm. and, and is forced to see it by Aiden because he knows how great she is that well, okay, I, I guess I really do have to question what I'm doing for the first time in a very, very long time, you know, is, is a great father moment, as you're saying to question uh, his own beliefs and, and what he has been tricked into doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in a confirmation for her bittersweet, painful as it was, she's going there to save him, but just like, yeah, no, you, you had it right. You're right, kid. 
you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Versios, man, it's an interest. They're an interesting, uh, interesting family indeed. A lot of their stories, uh, there's yeah, is good stuff to dig into, and and I, I hope, hope there there's a way to return to it in some way, uh, especially with Aiden. Yeah. So uh, that's my number four. Go survive, live, which are his final words to her. So uh, we're up to your number three, sir. Uh, my number three. You know, I had a hard time. I knew I wanted to uh, include this person in this relationship, but I had a hard, hard time narrowing it down. And I, I found something I think I like. So we are going back to Rogue One. Uh, we are going uh, biological. <laughs> uh, and it is uh, Galen, of course, in his relationship with Jen. But the thing that I think really got to me in particular, many different moments to choose from, but the fact that Galen is very much hoping that his message reaches Jin in particular. So you got the practical side of it, of he's trying to get it to saw for obvious, like, who, who do I know who can actually do something with this information? But it, mm. it could have easily just been, hey, I'm trying to get this information to saw. But th- that hope that Jin might still be around Saw or Saw might, Saw might be able to find Jin and that he took the time to not just say, hey, the Empire made me do this. Uh, I hated it. I built a flaw. Good luck. But that the message is, yeah, it's about the technical flaw, but it is far, far, far more about his own relationship with Jin and his desperation to let her know that he why he did these things and that he never stopped loving her and to basically free her from the prison that she has been in of mm-hmm. not knowing exactly where her father's loyalties lie mm-hmm. i think there's a just such a power in that of i know that you are going to be tortured for the rest of your life by not knowing who I really am, what I really believe, what I really care about, why I did these awful things. And the most important thing to me is, yes, sharing the actual flaw, but I need to hope in order to basically even keep going to hope that someday my daughter can hear these words and I can free her from this doubt and at least give her the information so she can decide how to feel about me. Ooh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a wonderful moment. And this, a lot of what you're, you're saying, Joseph really speaks to that part of me. That's all about pounding my fist on the table of, of, of ask why not what and how uh, in star Wars, or at least start with why get to the other stuff later. Yeah. You know, this scene's about the, the information, but nah, it's so much more. And, and I, I keep, I call this one of, uh, and this is a, you know, Felicity Jones bringing one of the best acting moments to star Wars. If you want to go outside the story, um, cause I think she plays everything that you're talking about and, and it's powerful. And, and this is one of those moments that I think I have to choose my words carefully. If you read the, the supplemental material around it, maybe even catalyst, which t- gets you a little bit more into who Galen is, but rebel rising and even the rogue one novelization, you really know Joseph that she was tortured in her heart thinking her father abandoned her for the empire uh, not knowing, um, and not sure, not even sure if he's alive. And that, that just destroyed her along the way. And her father, you know, saw, you know, for all of his strengths, got a lot of faults, <laughs> um, and is caught up in his own journey. So this is a big release and, and what you're describing is so true. And for him to carry it on and not know, he just has to put it out there. And this is why I did it. It got a little bit of the Chad Palpatine moment of some of his actions, uh, some of the other things in the movie of I got to do this. You don't fully understand and it'll hit later. 
But here's the moment where it hits and we get to see it. And that's why it's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's clear that he's been living with this because he says that right before they part when Krennic is coming for him. of just like, just know what, whatever I do, I do it for you. Um, and yeah. uh, and then that he gets to follow through with that in that in that great speech. And in uh, the power, you're right, of, of her response of man, that, that, it, that is it is, uh, I think, enhanced by all the books. But she does just play the this isn't just an emotional thing. This is exactly what I have needed to hear for years. Yeah, you 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 use the term uh, uh, prison uh, being trapped there. Yeah, because everything about her eh, don't look up, and I don't have the option of uh, political opinions and all this stuff. You know, she's 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 had a tough life. Jen's got a tough life, um, but a lot of it is is comes from you know I don't want to be part of the rebellion because they 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 they're causing problems too, and I don't want to be part of the empire because they either killed my father or my father left me for them, and I don't you know. And then this is like you said, it is a release. It is. The, the gates are open. Step on out and make the yeah. right choice. And forward. being his daughter has been a potential death sentence for her. It, you know, we yeah. learn in the book so much that like, ooh, he's he's involved in important imperial stuff. You're a yeah. target because yeah. you're his daughter. Is you know that's yeah. it adds even more layers to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> daughter of the imperial science officer. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> I love Forrest Whitaker's Sagarera. Holy oh. moly. Love it. Uh, yeah, I, the, the only the only voice I ever want in my car for any sort of Google Maps is is Sagara. <laughs> Turn <you> left. <laughs> Are you coming here to kill me? It's, Are you trying to parallel park? Yeah, love it. I love it. It's all great, man. It's all great stuff. And and, and seriously, like just what I say, enhance and everything. I think sometimes it's easy to say, "Well, I shouldn't have to read the books." Yeah, you're right. I don't think you need to to enjoy this moment, to understand this moment, to feel this moment. You don't. But to get even more information, it's it's there, and it's 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 a blessing we have the uh, these books around. It. And Beth Revis did such a good job with the Rebel Rising, so good, and, and we want you to check it out. Um, so does your number three big emotional moment. We're gonna go to my number three. I mean, this is an emotional moment. It's big. And this popped in my head. And this is going to sound like it's, it's, it's a parody or a joke. But no, I thought about it. And I'm like, I stand by this one. My number three is, much like Liam Neeson in Taken, I'm calling this Star Wars Taken, the Baron Papanoida saga. <laughs> I thought about it. I was, and this wasn't, I wasn't doing some search, uh, you know, fatherhood Star Wars. I was like, what are these moments? And I thought back to the Clone Wars. I thought back to uh, the the uh, episode where Baron Papanoida, as uh, his daughter's been kidnapped, children been kidnapped, um, and Greedo's involved. So the tale, the hapless tale of Greedo continues. Um, and he goes out to he does enlist Ahsoka, gets involved to rescue, and, and he goes to those channels. And this is a this is a, a chairman. This is a, a playwright. He's he's considered. He's 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 not a, a, a classic warrior, right? He, his power comes from other areas. Um, and uh, for him to get down on the ground, to get uh, uh, dirty, gritty, and pull out the blasters in Jalman's Cantina, by the way, <laughs> and not be afraid to shoot him up and actually make good on it there. I, I just, I was looking around, I was like, you know what? This is primal. 
this is based in some revenge and violence, but it's also uh, based out of, no, I'm going to do everything I can to save my children, in this particular case, his, his daughter. Um, and uh, so there you go. I'm putting it there. I, uh, I'm, all, I'm, all, uh, I'm all for it. And, you know, it turns out uh, relatively well. And so to me, he earns his seat uh, at the opera house to get to enjoy some of the finer things in life. <laughs> so uh, I'm going with it, man. Baron Papanoida. George Lucas's character, uh, no, uh, no surprise that it's a, a loyal, uh, loyal father. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's, that's great. It's a, it's a great, uh, arc in the Clone Wars. There are so many great arcs that, that really, uh, demonstrate how passionate Lucas is about some of the political ideas in the prequel era in particular. And that one is, uh, yet another one that, that dances into that territory. Uh, but I, I love this selection also just from a, a meta point of, you know, we're talking about fatherhood in star Wars. Lucas is, you know, the father of all star Wars. Um, so that was fun that he eventually did that cameo in revenge of the Sith and that his kids had been in a bunch of the, the prequel films and even his daughter involved in the clone wars animated series on the, the writing team. Uh, so then it could have just been, that's a cameo, but then to both like, no, let's put, uh, the daddy of star Wars in a star Wars story. And let's really focus on his fatherhood in that is uh, just great layers of reality and fantasy meeting. Yeah, it's it's worth a second look, man. And, you know, we, we here in Force Center, we're going to kind of, uh, you know, work back in with some Clone, clone Wars reporting of, of looking back on episodes uh, from time to time. And, and that could be one that we revisit. Uh, and, and, you know, and then it does factor into the sad life of Greedo. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> He's had it rough. Yeah, so Star Wars taken. Baron Papanoida has a particular set of skills, and he's going to go use them. Uh, we are up to your number two. Oh, okay, my number two. I, I had to go super classic for me. They on my list there. There had to be some sort of Vader moment. It is, uh, you know, chronologically in our real world, the the first, you know, big father uh, relationship, the revelation of no, I am your father being the most famous thing uh, in Star Wars in some ways, um, just in pop culture, um, even going back to Luke wanting to be a Jedi Knight like his father, all that's the relationship. I felt like I needed something. Uh, and when I just closed my eyes and thought, I was like, that, that gets talked about. There's a million actual Father's Day cards <laughs> right. you can buy with Vader on them. What's, what is the moment that is most meaningful to me? And what I came to was not Vader, uh, but Anakin at the very end of his life. He, he has a moment to choose his last words. He gets to look upon Luke with his own eyes. But then what are his chosen last words? Tell your sister you were right. So that is my number two is Anakin, not Vader, saying, tell your sister you were right. What a great compact. Uh, I have been <laughs> a very bad father. I have made uh, almost an indescribable amount of horrific decisions. Right. And I only have these these last moments. I, I triumphed over my own evil. I chose to save my son and save myself. Uh, I, I made this great choice, but now I just have moments left. And what, with just a few words, the most important thing is, I again, I don't want my daughter to be 
I want her to be relieved from being haunted by me as much as possible, which, you know, is is damage control at that point. Uh, Not not going to ever be father of the year. Um, So there's that sort of element to it of please pass this on to her. I'm thinking about her as well, even though I'm looking you in the face and you're the one I had the relationship with. But also just that the sentiment is you were right. Please, please tell my daughter that I was at least in, in the final moments of my life, still a good person. Mm. Or that it was, you know, the potential was there. It existed. There's part of me that, that was, that was okay. And again, you're talking about the horrible things. I'm going back to new hope. Like he was part of the, the capture and, and, and torture of his daughter, that, that great description in, uh, gosh, was it a bloodline that Claudia Gray describes like him gripping Leia's shoulder during the destruction of Alderaan in a painful yeah. way. There's a lot of painful memories there. Um, and so he knows he can't be, he can't directly redeem himself to Leia or with Leia, maybe ever, you know, maybe, maybe he knows that I'm dying with those horrible acts on my, my uh, resume there, so to speak. But yeah, I like that you're saying that it was on his mind. Like, oh man, tell, please tell her because <laughs> I wasn't good. Yeah. I, I just, I really uh, have come to appreciate that more and more over the years uh, because it would, it would have been very easy to write that scene as, um, you know, he, he, Luke says, you know, I'm not going to go, I have to save you. And he says, you already have, um, you know, and he, he could have just said, you were right about me. You were right about me. But mm-hmm. the fact that he specifically says, tell your sister, you were right about me, uh, is a good father move. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Anakin. Darth, Darth Anakin, Annie. <laughs> good job. <laughs> a great moment. I'm glad you highlighted that one specifically because there's a lot from the throne room there that, um, that is important for Vader. Uh, and it's all kind of factored in. It's almost, a, almost a Star Wars ranked Hall of Fame moment. But uh, when I saw your list and you were, you were taking the, uh, taking the magnifying glass in one particular moment that, that did uh, strike a chord in me as well. So great choice for your number two, sir. Excellent. Thank you. And we're going to stay in Vader, uh, Vader territory and with my number two, but we're going to go to the pages of Marvel comics. And this is the moment or moments. Cause it's in a couple different issues. Uh, the Vader, Darth Vader one, and then the star Wars mainline. And this is a uh, Darth Vader learning that his son is alive. Uh, his name is Skywalker. Uh, this is one of those moments, uh, to me, it's a building block moment for a lot of things, even you just discussed, or a lot of things we see with him, how he, he being Vader, views uh, Palpatine. Now, he's kind of he always did, but this kind of confirms some things for him, his choice to kind of hide some stuff, play with the Emperor as much as he can. You know, they have that weird Emperor and, and Vader have a weird, from Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. There's some, there's some. There's some real weird uh, uh, boss uh, employee moments there of, uh, oh, I don't know that. Oh, uh, why would you know that? He's my son. Uh, it's, and a lot of that comes to the, the pain, which quickly, because it's Vader, goes to anger um, that is learned in this moment when he just really kind of confirms a lot of the things that he's known, that he, he's been lied to, that this painful existence, this trap he lives in, this literal trap he walks around in this prison – um, it was all part of this big lie, all part of this and that a legacy is out there or part of him is out there. And again, at this point, he doesn't know about Leia, but 
that it represents what he could have been or represents another choice. And and, and I, I still think because it's a war between Vader and Anakin, that's the big fight going on all the time that, it, that, that, that it's painful. He's aware of it. You know, he has these thoughts, these memories and that uh, and when he's in his castle and Danae's, you know, making him his tea while he's uh, in, in the back to there, <laughs> it's all in him. And so to have this moment, that's why the pain, um, again, that quickly goes to that Darth Vader anger. But if you read the comic, uh, the, 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 the windows crack on the Star Destroyer. It's Boba Fett that delivers the news. Um, and then the other angle on it is he's looking out onto the fleet that, uh, you know, hey, this is part of now his plan to maybe take out uh, Palpatine. And, and it is that Sith master-apprentice relationship. But to me, it's so personal now from Vader. It isn't just that I want to take take out my master per the teachings of our weird organization. Uh, it is, it's coming from this pain coming from his son and it, 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 all these wonderful, sweet father moments we've talked about here today. This one is, it's not necessarily sweet, but I just like, to me, it's a building block for a lot of the redemption that's to come. Yeah, no, th- this is a great choice because we have focused a lot on moments where uh, fathers tr- truly gave something to one of their their children or made a sacrifice for one of their children. Uh, but obviously, uh, neither you or I are, are fathers, but we have fathers. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, obviously, fathers, this is controversial, are still humans, and, right? And they have to process yeah. things for themselves. And this is a great father moment that's about uh, what does the father have to go through? Um and I, I love everything that you're saying. I like thinking of it, all of that from such a modern canon perspective where we've learned about the machinery of mm-hmm. how Vader helped the, the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. And we know that getting close to this time, you know, the Inquisitors are still working at it. Any Jedi who's popping up is uh, being dealt with. Kanan and Ezra took a little bit of work, but dealt with uh, in their own ways. Um, and when Vader is trying to shoot this kid down and saying the force is strong in him, you know, is his, he obviously is trying to, you know, prevent the Death Star from being destroyed, but that's gotta be on his to-do list of, well, if this kid survives, I got to deal with this kid. And it Mm. adds to it because knowing it's not just, Ooh, interesting. That, that kid has the, is strong in the force, but knowing, well, that's a target on him. I got to find that kid. So to have that, you know, depending on exactly how much he is, he recognized something more familiar or even more powerful uh, than just a force user to have this idea go from got to track that guy down because it's my job to destroy him Mm -hmm. to it's my son and I have been lied to and how much else have I been lied to and was Padme really dead when he said she was and oh did i revisiting all of the initial traumas of did i make this happen right i mean uh, all of that just all of those ideas trying to flood through him at once and just becoming that crack in the glasses beautiful and painful yeah and we grew up you know in the 80s when you see this and you from empire to jedi and it's it's um and and George has a lot into it. George puts a lot into it. To, to be clear, I'm not, I'm not taking a shot, but just like we grew up, just as simple. Oh, he uh, he learns that's his son, or he knows it's his son, and uh, now it's a tool. And uh, leaves her, you know, it's just not on the surface, but it's like we didn't have this full picture that the modern canon has. It's just, uh, like I said, a lot of trauma, a lot of pain, a lot of revelations, and it leads to some um, 
great moments to read as a fan. So if you haven't had a chance, check out that comic issue. I mean, it came out. It was 2015. Long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. Vader learns his son is alive. That's my number two. We're going to take a quick break, and we when we come back, we'll have some honorable mentions. We got some we got some fun honorable mentions here, and then we'll each give our number one uh, moment, our best uh, moments of fatherhood in Star Wars here on Star Wars Rank. Stick around. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Force Center fans, don't forget Force Center is on YouTube. Head over there to catch up with our new show, Star Wars Show and Tell. Joseph, Jennifer, Ken, and special guests sit down and share favorite items from their own Star Wars memorabilia collections. Plus, there's the In Memoriam video series, encore presentations of Databank Brawl, and special programming all there for you, and more shows on the way. It's Force Center on YouTube. Check it out. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. Here to Star Wars Ranked, we are ranking the best fatherhood moments in Star Wars. Uh, this is the movies, shows, books, comics, and even video games, all looking at the modern era of Star Wars canon and finding the moments where fathers or found fathers or adopt, adopted fathers or Jedi Master fathers <laughs> are there. <laughs> learning making moments and having impact um we uh have some honorable mentions as we always do and uh, uh we're close on a couple of them joseph here so i just want to run through your list and we'll go from there okay yeah i got i got some ones that are that are close to my heart uh and some ones that are a, a little bit more out there a uh, one that is close to my heart that truly came close to making my actual list is in the movie solo when han is on the cockpit of the falcon for this first time and recognizing it as a YT-1300 Karelian freighter and saying, you know, my dad uh, built these. He worked for the CEC, the Karelian Engineering Corporation, and he, he wanted to be a pilot. And following up with Lando, I was like, did you have a good relationship with your dad? No. <laughs> There's so much real-life father-son relationship in that moment. It is so beautifully written. Han's love of the Falcon is connected to his father connected immediately to these ideas that even if you don't have a great relationship with your father or your parents, they are still a part of you and a part of your legacy to, for you to consider how it affects your identity. And it clearly does affect Han's identity. This just simple snapshot of 
Obviously, things didn't go right for his dad. Doesn't sound like his dad was the greatest dad in the world somehow. Uh, but he was like Han. He also dreamed of flying. But instead of actually getting to implement his dreams, he was forced to just for no money put the nuts and bolts of the dream together but never actually experience it so even though han doesn't even like his dad clearly that's a part of what's motivating han is hey the galaxy stopped my dad from living the dream they made him just build it for other people but i'm gonna live the dream and it all of that is just in that little scene that that is just such a a powerful moment about fatherhood in that scene yeah, this this definitely could have made the list of some uh, close close to my heart as well because this speaks to what we talk about with the movie Solo, how a lot of a lot of what the movie represents to the greater Star Wars story, uh, the destruction of industry and and destruction of of this this uh, particular family and what it, what that does and it's just it is a small beat and a small moment and I remember I don't go too far down this negative path. I remember when the movie is out, a lot of people brought up this scene is it somehow contradicts Han being an orphan. Well, 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 did he, was his, did he know his father or not? Or was the relationship with his father? And a lot of people were just caught up in that instead of the why of this moment and why, why it was so powerful to Han. And, and even to, by the way, to uh, there's some stuff with Lando, like, you know, he's good with his mom. <laughs> like that's, that's some revelations in this scene as well too. So it's a good moment. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. And that they, they, and they even Lando didn't have a great dad either. And like you really get the, the picture of like, if you walked into Chalman's cantina and said, raise your hand, if you had a good relationship with your father, no hands, no tentacles, no paws, no, nothing would go up. I have a feeling Akmena would be like, oh, I'm pretty good. But. <laughs> All right. So if you go to the night shift in Akmena, <laughs> uh, great one. Yeah, so that, that was a, the only real, really meaty one on my uh, runner's up list. Uh, I thought about Django and Boba a lot. In particular, this is just a moment that I just feel like it's one of those rare moments in Star Wars where you just see uh, it's not a big moment. It's just like a realistic moment. I love that moment when Django uh, tells Boba to close the uh, door so Obi-Wan won't see his armor. And, you know, I can't uh, Boba, she talked I don't. I tried to look it up and memorize it before. I don't need to do that right now. Uh, but <laughs> I, I love that moment because it's just you get just a little picture of their, you know, relationship uh, that it's a it's a close one and that it is a that they are they're uh, in sync. Um, yeah. I also just wanted to mention uh, just Kanan and Ezra in general. I think that is a Jedi Padawan mm-hmm. relationship that to me is a a clearly a father son relationship. Obviously, Ezra has his own relationship with his uh, parents uh, but Kanan just grows from that, like, ah, I, I can't teach you. I, that's not who I am to being such an example uh, for Ezra and, and not only kind of raising him as a, as a kid, but as a Jedi and also when, you know, teaching him kind of when and how to let go. Uh, so Kanan and Ezra in general, I got to do a big Rebels rewatch so I can zero in on some more specific moments in the future, but I uh, wanted to shout out Kanan. Uh, this is a, a little jokey, a little cruel, but you know, poor rats Tyrell, uh, died in the pod race, but he meant well, he, he, he planned this whole family trip all the way to Moses, but to see him pod race three kids, uh, look at, look, they must've been so excited, right? When they got there, it's a, a well-intentioned father's moment that turned into tragedy. Uh, and my, my final my final runner-up, uh, it just has to be, it's pushing the, the boundaries of our interpretation of fatherhood a little bit, but 
Mm-hmm. And we're talking about uh, the most important instances of uh, creating new life when you're listing fathers or parents in general, uh, feel like you must mention the midi-chlorians. There was no father. There was just <laughs> the midi-chlorians. Uh, that's great. Uh, that is, uh, that's awesome. Um, so many things. Have we ever really discussed whether or not, and this is one of those, you watch a movie a hundred times and suddenly something jumps out to you that maybe you saw before, but you never really stop to think about it you know in in the infamous uh jar jar steps in, in the poopy scene on uh uh tatooine is that that's rats and his family behind him right i think so yeah which i, I gotta I, I gotta watch it again more closely but there's definitely some uh, alina there i it, it, I, I in my head canon it is because they're clearly it's like a field trip you almost see them like taking a picture like dad's here but uh, <laughs> and it just adds i'm telling you the story of the tyrell family Oh boy, it's it's uh, like the Tyrell family in Game of Thrones, full of uh, tragedy. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> side note there. Um, the great list, great list. Uh, Midichlorians, indeed, indeed. Uh, my list um, uh, starts with Django and Boba's big day out. Uh, and, <laughs> um, you you focused on that door moment, which is is great. I just in general, this is just going on. It's like. The joy Boba has just watching his dad just trying to kill a Jedi in space uh, and do his thing—it's—it—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's touching. It's really touching. Yeah, Dad, get him! Like, yeah, come. you get the Go sense that that's not the first time, but that since they're kind of supposed to be keeping a low profile on Camino, that this is like pretty rare. This is like you know, yeah. you know, those special times when you know my dad would mm-hmm. uh, take me out to do some archery. <laughs> It's like, hey, Dad, you want to go out in the backyard and have a catch, or you want to get in this life one and go go chase a Jedi? <laughs> I love it there. Uh, this one, not that, uh, not a specific moment either. I just wanted to acknowledge the stepfather, Wedge and Snap. Wedge and Tilly's in his relationship with Snap Wexley, training him, uh, mentoring him uh, in a relationship with his mother, Nora. You know, and, and Snap's uh, real dad uh, returns, and that's part of the aftermath plot, and some stuff happens. But I again, not, I don't have a specific moment. I just, I just. I think it should be acknowledged the the the, the stepfather angle, uh, someone coming in and, and making a positive difference and influence uh, on a life, uh, on a younger life. Uh, when you know it's a tough situation, tough circumstance, that family unit, uh, and I, I really like that one there as well. So uh, I'll have to I'll have to pick a more specific moment later on. No, it's, that's great, and I love how much it's uh, followed up on in Resistance Reborn. Right. Absolutely. It is. Uh, and then uh, this one, I'll be honest, I did try to find a specific moment. Uh, I have to, I, you know, I think we're entering the need to reread all the Star Wars books to remember specific moments phase <laughs> of our fandoms. So I, I just put uh, Bale and Breha Organa bringing uh, Leia into the family business in Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Uh, they, they try to not necessarily keep her out, but just protect her for good reason. And Leia just keeps sticking her compassionate nose in all their business. And eventually uh, they have to say those dinner parties, you know, we're having our, uh, you know, the rebellion, uh, basically. And uh, there's some great moments there with, with definitely this book focuses a lot on the relationship between Brea and Leia. But Bale and Leia having some really good moments in that book as well. I just need to reread it. Yeah, yeah. I think I can... Uh, for me, there's those moments where you get that it's described as this. They were my parents, but they were the kind of parents that were also my best friends. And then suddenly they weren't. And I didn't know why. And then to know we talk, we're talking so much about sacrifice to know it's because 
this rebellion is going to go from political to violent and we probably can't stop it. And we're trying to protect her. But then to just hear this, you know, young woman's perspective of like, why aren't my awesome parents hanging out with me anymore is just so heartbreaking. <laughs> They used to bring us pizza into the into the movie night, and now now they're having dinner with their stuffy friends. Oh, they're starting a rebellion. Um, yeah, so I love that moment there. I I got um, a couple moments here. Uh, I gotta I gotta acknowledge again, little found family stuff here. Uncle Owen's tough love. You know, I think now we can look back. Hey, he's he's cranky. He's grumpy. He's a Comanche. Things you and I can respect, Joseph. But the the over the, the theme behind it is he knows what his what Luke's father is and uh, has done, and he wants to, he, he knows his mission is to keep that from happening, and uh, I think Uncle Owen over the years you know doesn't get the credit he deserves for raising the the son of Vader, <laughs> raising the son of an evil fallen Jedi, right. And, you know, and and he can't sit down and tell him, much like what Leia's dealing with with Bale and Braille. He can't say, look, I, I mean, you're not going to join the Imperial Academy because you are the Imperial Academy. <laughs> right. And that's another one that, uh, yeah, I've always appreciated uh, that moment. I think I've always uh, resented Uncle Owen a little bit because he is the, no, you can't do that. You can't go out and play. It's too dangerous, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and and. and stuff that that uh, is is difficult for me but uncle owen uh is yeah especially from modern canon right he's uh or even the prequel era canon that's not just uh some rando kid that's that's his stepmother's son that's that's shmi's yeah. or shmi's grandson um mm. and and you know you imagine the news sort of trickling down all the way to tatooine of do you hear the rebels actually had this full all-out battle with yeah. the, like, oh, it's all it's all happening again. Here we go again. Mm -hmm. Got to mm -hmm. keep him down on the farm. Got to keep him down on the farm for his own safety. He's wrong, but he means well. Yeah, and it works on the surface in the moment in '77 of you know young young generation wanting to look towards the twin sons, and you get the old generation saying, "No, finish your dinner and, and your chores." Um, <laughs> it works on that level, but as the story of Star Wars gets bigger and and rolls on, it, it means more there. Uh, a couple quick ones here. I, I had to mention uh, Punky Muffin, Jabba's father. <laughs> like, just just watched that the other day. Well studying for questions that never get asked in a trivia contest. And uh, that one popped up and just his, the sweetness, the sweetness in Jabba's voice describing his punky muffin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I mean, it, it can get easily overlooked that the uh, fate of the early clone wars hinges on Jabba's love for his son. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple quick ones I'm adding last minute here. I, I kind of forgot. I, I, the moment of wicket and Pomet in rise of Skywalker. It's just a sweet, father-son moment it even has a little bit more to it in the novel that is uh, that is great i love that and then final one uh, we could choose a lot of the mandalorian and uh baby yoda the child mm. i go to one of my favorite moments and, and you talked about it so uh, well and eloquently on our mandalorian report when um he goes back i believe it's when he goes back to get a gina caradun and uh baby yoda is 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 imitating his new father's walk going into the <laughs> little 
restaurant there. It's so great. It's so subtle. And it's been going on because he wants to fly like his father. He wants to defend his father. He wants to grab the spaceship controls like his father. But now he's walking like his father. I just love that moment. I love that moment. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, the the it's a good runner-up. But honestly, all of Mandalorian Season 1 should probably be the the uh, just in the Hall of Fame for best father moments. Is The entire first season of Mandalorian is the best mm-hmm. father moment in mm-hmm. Star Wars. Totally is. Totally is. Uh, so with our honorable mentions, which is really just me and Joseph trying to say, yeah, we know, we know, we know. Here's some more moments. We know, we know. We have to make, make tough cuts on this list. Uh, we're going to go to uh, my number one. So Joseph can close the show with his number one. And we are going to go back to Bail Organa. And again, I always want to give uh, his wife, Brea, a, a credit as well here and, and not leave her out of the conversation. But we're talking about uh, great fatherhood moments. I love Revenge of the Sith, where he just simply says, when the plan is being hatched, that they'll take Leia. My wife and I will take the girl. We've always talked of adopting a baby girl. She will be loved by us. Um, I just love that moment. Um and talk, we've talked a lot of, of moments or decisions being made, and, and you have to take those decisions, put them up against the full context of the Star Wars story. They've just seen the fall of the Republic. They've just seen the beginning and a, a mass extinction of the Jedi. And he's sitting there with two Jedi who are about to go into hiding, one for a mission, one for, uh, both for a mission, but one for a great failure. And they're running and hiding for their lives. And they have the offspring of... Uh, of Anakin Skywalker and Bale says, we'll take her knowing, knowing that that could go really wrong for him and his wife, for him and his planet. Eh, it does. That also gets tied into the rebellion. Another brave choice by the Organas to lead that. But um, I just like this moment. It's simple. It's one of those building block uh, foundations. You could overlook it. it. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. We get it. We got to explain why those characters have ad- adopted that character. No, think of it in story. Yoda doesn't turn to him and say, do you mind? He jumps in and says, we'll do it. We'll we'll take her. I think that's powerful. I think that's great. I think that's a really great moment to highlight because I think it is a moment where you can get caught up in the what. You know, if you grew up with the original trilogy, you know, it's Obi-Wan sitting on a log giving you that that information that to keep you both safe from the Emperor, you were hidden at birth. And I think when Revenge of the Sith came out, a lot of people process those moments is... Like we're watching the Jedi make these tactical decisions. But if you really listen to the film and listen to this great quote that you picked out, it's not just about where's the best place to hide them. It's after the Jedi have been through the Clone Wars, after they've suffered such incredible loss. What is also on their mind is where will these two children be loved? Because that's what they need is as much as to be hidden from the emperor and from their father They need to be loved. So it is important that Yoda suggests, you know, take take him to to someplace that had a relationship with his his grandmother and will see him as family and will care about him as family. And to the credit of you picking this quote that he doesn't just say she'll be safe with us. He says we want her and she will be loved. Yeah, the Organis, man. Twilight is so great. Yeah, so hardwiring is great. Going to Padme, um, and even some of uh, Anakin's action and skills. But uh, man, folks out there, if you haven't had a chance, read Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray. I think it's such a good book and covers a lot of uh, Leia and her parents and the importance of it. So that is my number one. Bale takes Leia. 
Uh, which means, sir, we are up to your number one. Uh, my number one, Ken, I think probably did not surprise you uh, <laughs> when I when I shared with you what I was thinking for my number one. It is the cheek touch that saved the galaxy. It is the moment in The Force Awakens and then a reconceived, reimagined, literally, in The Rise of Skywalker, where Han Solo, uh, the rogue, the scoundrel, the adventurer, uh, reaches out and in his bravest act, uh, touches his son's cheek when his son has lost his way. Uh, when Force Awakens first came out, uh, there's a lot of discussion uh, about this moment. And it was a moment that I really, really attached to. Uh, it was weird for me to see Han as a father. Like it was one of those things that made uh, plot sense. But, you know, Han, I had always kind of associated, and I'm going a little personal here, uh, always kind of associated Han with my brother because we, we divided up the characters and he was Han and I was Luke and those were the action figures we had. And, and my, you know, my brother wanted to be like Han and uh, I wanted to be like Luke. And then here Harrison Ford comes on the screen and he just literally does look a lot like my dad. Like, um... I'm not saying my dad is as handsome as Harrison Ford. I apologize to my father if he ever listens to this podcast. But my dad wears, he. my dad works on cars. I've talked about how he gave me his, you know, old keychain beer bottle. He wears, you know, kind of uh, worn out uh, leathery old jackets. He's got this uh, big uh, mane of uh, salt and pepper hair. And when I saw Han Solo in The Force Awakens, I was like, he is just radiating dad to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and my father is kind of a classic father of his, his generation too, where, uh, you know, it, it took some work for him to be able to open up emotionally a little bit more. He knew he needed to do that, but it's easier for him to remind me to, you know, change the oil, oil on my car than to sometimes maybe open up a little bit. And yeah. so for me as a fan of Star Wars, but also bringing a lot of kind of personal emotions into it, knowing that that's the last thing that Han wants to do. That's the scariest thing for Han to do is to believe that if he opens up to his son, he can get through to him. And, and even, even after that fails, he can't quite get through to him. And Kylo has made the worst choice he can. Uh, he forgives him immediately in that cheek touch. And then, you know, as you well know, as listeners well know, going through the years between force of awakens and rise of Skywalker, I kept hoping that that would have the weight that I thought it deserved to the power of that, that, you know, Han Solo, you know, there's nothing in it for me, but money. I don't care about your rebellion has grown so much that his son stabs him. And he's still like, ah, oh, I love you, son <laughs> with that, that cheek touch. And then to have Kylo reflect in rise of Skywalker and feel that cheek touch for what it was for, uh, I know I've never, I haven't been the greatest dad. I know I haven't always been able to open up, but come on, son, you know, you know, everything I feel is in this gesture. It's tender and it's proud. And I, I am happy to be your father. I'm proud to be your father. I'm proud that you're my son. And, and I just get all of that every time. And I think I've seen Rise of Skywalker nine or 10 times now. And, and I get teary every time because it is this beautiful payoff of a father reaching out and just saying i regardless of anything i need i need my son to know that i love him mm. 
Yeah, I would, uh, this list wouldn't be complete without this one. Uh, and I had, uh, I had put it on there for, it means so much to me, but I'm, I'm, I'm really glad uh, uh, this was your number one because um, for a lot of reasons, uh, you, you were, uh, you were on this train from the beginning from even my first couple of viewings of force awakens where I was like, I'm a big Han guy. I didn't feel anything in his death um, interacting with the what and not the why. And, and the, we keep saying that we keep saying that here at force center, because I, I believe it's so, it's just so important if you want to engage with star Wars um, is to ask those whys or to look at the whys. and, and, and you did, and you did. And this, this works as a real world world moment. This works uh, all the things you're saying there. It works in star Wars. And if you're a Han Solo fan like me and like your brother, it does. It is truly the the cheek, cheek touch that saved the galaxy. <laughs> uh, not to take anything away from Ray, but it's 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 their dyad. They work. They need both. They need all the parts and Leia's lightsaber and everything. There's a lot of a lot of things that go into that emotional poem that Rise of Skywalker truly is beneath all the bombast. Uh, and that moment, and you, you, I think you were sitting behind me when we first saw it t- together at El Capitan. I ugly, I ugly cried during this. <laughs> Shoulders shaking. Um, for everything, for everything that it means, everything that it said. And yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I, I mean, credit do where credit is. It, 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 it needs to be given. This isn't, wasn't a prediction you made. You were never like, you know what I need to see? You were like, this, this is this moment that deserves, that is, that has this weight and deserves this attention and weight. And when they got it, when they nailed it, man, it was just like, Ooh, the themes of Star Wars are there. And I love the emotional canon. And this is a great, powerful moment for Han for fatherhood, for Kylo, for Ben to be like, I know I'm horrible, but he loved me in spite of that. And that's a pretty powerful thing that we all kind of need in our lives too. So big moment. Great. Number one. Thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Cause man, I just, I love that moment uh, so much. And oh man, Adam drivers, the the way he delivers dad. Oh, oh, it's beautiful. Uh, and, and, yeah, I don't know. I don't want. It's like I come out of that first screen and tears stream down my face. And uh, if you don't like the movie, you don't like the movie. You don't like the choices. You don't like the choices. I, I got no problem with that. But I just I come out feeling that, and and uh, it just looked around and was like, I think a lot of you just missing. <laughs> You're just missing stuff that's there. And this is one of the big ones. It just was pitch perfect everything about it anyway so that's a different conversation <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean i think uh i think that's what was unique about the response to rise of skywalker you know you and i both really love last jedi with you know a couple of our little criticisms here and there and but some of the resistance to last jedi was you know debates we've had before about luke should have kicked ass the some even just like horrible stuff about real world stuff you know directed towards kelly marie tran rise of skywalker just felt different because absolutely everybody should have their opinion but i think those of us who loved it really loved it like a family member we loved it because it it got its hooks in deep deep in things that that we really care about so that that was an interesting journey for rise of skywalker for me to go i hey i everybody's opinion is valid and if you really dislike the movie absolutely a valid opinion but uh could you stop saying mean things about my <laughs> about my movie dad <laughs> yes Yes, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Like, um, but a great list, man. This is great stuff. I'm so glad you checked your calendar and uh, <laughs> we got this in. Uh, this is uh, this is what we do here at Force Center. We love diving in deep to the, the big 
scenes, the little moments, the lines, the dialogues, and the emotions behind it all. It's really fun discussing Star Wars like this. So thank you, Sir Joseph, for bringing in your wonderful list to Best Fatherhood Moments in Star Wars today on Star Wars Ranked. Um, we are almost out of here. We do want to remind you of some things. If you want to listen to Leia, Princess of Alderaan, or some of the other books, Rebel Rising, do uh, do yourself a favor. It's, it's for yourself. Go to Audible and go to audibletrial.com slash center and try a free audiobook on us. Helps you, helps the show. And we're all happy. Uh, also, you can support us on patreon.com slash force center. The new music you've been hearing the last couple weeks uh, it comes from the great Tony Thaxton. That was made possible by all of you who support us on Patreon. You can follow us on uh, Facebook, like our uh, page there, on Twitter at Force Center Pod, Instagram. We are on YouTube, Star Wars Show and Tell, uh, in memoriams, and more things on the way. And uh, we got our own stuff as well. Joseph, they can go follow you and your website for all of your adventures and such yeah yeah so you can follow me on twitter and instagram at joseph scrimshaw as i say every once in a while that's uh you know if you're on social media it, that's always really uh helpful uh it does actually matter in some dumb industry thing so uh, if you're there and you're looking for uh some more star wars thoughts and whatnot you can follow me there at joseph scrimshaw and like ken said everything else i do is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com that's right. You can go to uh, KenNapsack.com to get all my uh, doings and comings and goings. Uh, Charity Spotlight. Uh, Joseph and I have been highlighting that, especially over on the main show. Uh, so check it all out there. And I, I've, I don't know yet. I heard, I heard some rumors of my uh, first stand-up booking out of state. <laughs> really? I was like, okay. And then, uh, then I'm like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, stay tuned. I'll announce it on the shows and events page on getnapsock.com. Uh, okay. You know, I'm yeah, we don't need to have a we don't need to have any sort of a virus conversation, but uh, yeah. I, I man, just the picture of doing comedy uh for uh people who are spread out <laughs> 6 feet from one another uh, and far away from the stage. Sounds like comedy gold. Especially the state that you hear uh, that we might be going in. Uh, So uh, that is it for this week, my friends. Star Wars has been right. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.